He is the vice president for wine education and a hundred other titles over at the Royal Wine Corporation that we know as Kedem. Most importantly, he is the number one global kosher wine sommelier, and I mean global, on the entire planet that we call planet Earth. He's the one, the only, Jay Buxbaum. <clears throat> Boker Tov. Boker Tov, Boker Oral. Even though it's Arif Purim, we're going to be a drop serious this morning. Well, you know, it's a, it's a fast day. It is? And so, <laughs> uh, you know, on a fast day, you do sobering thoughts. Yeah, but Arif Purim, fast of Esther, as you just heard, yeah. we, we like to, you know, keep the mix it up, keep the other spirit out there. By the way, exchange with one of my kids yesterday. You ready for this? Go ahead, uh, Dad. We need wine for Purim. You know, we we have a lot of guests Baruch Hashem tomorrow, so we need wine for the Suda, etc. I said, great, you know, problem. He says, do me a favor. <laughs> Not just the five percent stuff. Try, <laughs> try, try to get twelve thirteen if you I don't mind. Yeah. Now twelve thirteen. I'm curious because when he said it, it, it struck me. 1213 is not standard, right? That's already on the much higher end in terms of alcohol content. When we look at standard stuff, I don't know, you know, the things that I like, Chenin Blanc, Orange Muscat, etc. It's more in the 8-9 area, am I wrong? You're you're not wrong, but you're wrong. I am wrong. Yes, you are wrong. What are those? The, the, the primary, the those are those are lower. Right. In the 8-ish area? No, Chenin Blanc is actually higher. But it's but the Regular and common wine, table wine, is between 12 and 14 All right, so drum roll, please. Mr. Booksbaum, you're here on Erev Purim. Before we discuss the serious stuff, if I need a 1213 to satisfy you know, the son who gave me the ultimatum, give me an example. Well, if you want, what a, white, if you want a good white wine, there's Baron Herzog Chardonnay. And the red. Or lineage Chardonnay. And if you want a good red wine, same thing. Baron Herzog Cabernet or lineage uh, Cabernet or right. choreograph. Or- so I got to go on the high end, you're saying? I mean, well, I mean, a case of that stuff could, you know, well, could, could you set know, me back a while. Actually, it brings me to one of my points that I was going to make today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking about 8% and 13% and 14% right. and 5%, the stuff that you like and right. stuff that many people love, which is the Bartonura Blue Moscato. Right. That's 5.5%. I have graduated from that, Jake. Come on. So people think, okay, let's do the lighter wine for Purim and it'll be easier on us, yeah. right? Wrong. Why? Wrong. Because there's something called equivalency, and I have it on one of my points that I want to make. Equivalency is equivalency is equivalency. It's not how much each glass of wine has in alcohol. It's how much total alcohol you consume. So don't think... You know, a lot of people out there going, oh, don't worry, I'm uh, not going to get drunk if you because do a lot of I'm only going to do right. uh, the Moscato, so right. I'll be fine. Right. Yeah, but you know what? If you do four glasses of Moscato, it's the same thing as doing two glasses of Chardonnay. Got it. I see that your marketing department prepared you well for this encounter. <laughs> uh, actually, they have no idea what they're doing as far as this goes. You know. They sat you down and said, Jay, make sure to let everybody know that four bottles of this equals at least one bottle of that. <laughs> exactly. And they should have, oh, I see. And they should have all of it at their party. Exactly. <laughs> actually, uh, you should have all of it, but you know, we're here. You know why we're at here. At the minimum, anyway. Jay, if we don't sell the good stuff, at least we get four of those bad ones sold. <laughs> And, and, you know, at, uh, towards the end, I think at some point today, I'm going to tell a very personal story that I don't think I've ever told on, on the air before with you, ever. Mm, I don't think so. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, not that I'm allowed to mention this word on Erev Purim, but I'll, you know, I'll chance it. Are, are, you, are you busier than ever because of the upcoming next holiday of Pesach? Or, or <laughs> the has, upcoming next holiday? Or has your busy season for Pesach really been in January and February? 
I'm I'm at the end of the th- last throes of being crazy. So less travel for you in the next month or not? Actually, next week I'm going to be in three countries. Really? Yeah, I'm going to be in Mexico, Panama. We got to get back to doing this. Where in the world well, is Jay? Not Smith? just that. We have to get back to the dream of joining you on a Panama trip. Oh, that's that'd a, be great. That's a separate. I'm issue. ready. And it's, you know every good kosher restaurant true. That's there. That's true. And there are a lot. Yeah, I know. Even for a relatively small community. What wine do be... they like there? Give me one uh, wine that they love down there. Oh, they love Flam. Really? Yeah. Nice. It's a good choice. Oh, yeah. High end. Yeah, very high end. Yeah. So anyway, you were saying that you're traveling in that lot for the so next I'm gonna couple be, of weeks. I'm going to be in Panama. I'm going to be in Mexico. And then I'm going to end up in Miami. Not Miami, Boca. Right. And then back home. So, What state will you be for the Pesach Seder? Have you decided what state you'll yes, be in? Yes, I'm going to be in California. California, with Mr. Bookstown. And this is the first time yeah. I've gone away in almost six years. Wow. No, oh, this is going to be the, yes, this will be the sixth year. You're ready for the California sun? Or you do, I, actually, yeah, with the, your job, you don't see the sun much. <laughs> the people at Regal Retreats are going to be just having a wonderful Pesach. Have they ordered their wine already? Oh, yeah. Lots of cases. They they have it. I have. <laughs> I have ordered the wine for them. The hotel storage closet is filled to the brim. Uh, it's not filled yet. It hasn't arrived yet, but it'll it'll be there. When pretty does soon. or when do the cases arrive for a Pesach program? Only a couple days before. Seriously? Yeah. If Pesach's Friday night, the pre prior Friday, it's not even in the hotel yet. No, no, not usually. Interesting. That's, a lot that's of foods a chance, are, but no? yeah. Well. We, you got to time it right. You have efficient shipping. Yeah, we do. Yeah. You're known for that. Yeah, we do. And if there's no wine at the Seder, I'm sure there's something we could do to supplement, right? <laughs> <laughs> Kiddush on ginger ale. <laughs> Kiddush on ginger ale. No, Kiddush on your mozi. Yeah, exactly. On your challah. <laughs> 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 anyway, please, okay, God. I know you could do that with on Shabbos. I yeah. wonder if you could do that in... Yeah. Well, I, ask your local rabbi. Well, I'm going to give you a, a Go bracha Go that, that you don't have to face that situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let's hope that Shiloh doesn't yes, come up. Yes, let's hope so. <laughs> I mean, you've never heard of a case because you guys shipped to a million programs. You never heard of a case where they literally did not get their wine shipment before the Seder. No, I but we, we've heard of cases where a lot of it is, was missing or some of it was missing yeah. or most of it was missing. The, or, the staff got to it, huh? And they had to use only grape juice and they had to oh, blend boy. grape juice with wine. And wow. I've heard crazy, crazy. Well, I mean, no I wonder, don't have to tell you. No, you've been there and no, done that. No, no, wonder, crazy no wonder you go to California. About you, you're getting programs. away from the crazy. Oh, Simple baby. as that. Yeah. Now, today is Erev Purim. Right. There's a habit <clears throat> that uh, young and older people in our community have. Right, you're familiar with it because you facilitate it very often. That's right. I I promote it, <laughs> and that not, is not this, but and, and know, that is that drinking the, wine. That in general. The, there is a a beautiful custom of enjoying wine with our not just you know weekday meals, but especially during the holidays when it comes Correct. to Shabbos, Yontav, a day like Purim, etc. But even you, Jay Bookspam, who loves when the balance sheet shows that <laughs> zillions of bottles of wine have been sold, even you insist on coming down here on a yearly basis to say, hey, no matter who you are, man or woman, no matter how young or old you are, there is a proper way to celebrate Purim. What would you say? I would say uh, I cannot tell you how many Hatzalah calls. I'm going to go through the litany because it's a really, really, really serious issue. I cannot tell you how many Atzalah calls there are um, in our communities during the Purim holiday. Starting cannot, tonight. Starting tonight. I cannot tell you how many people, um, Rahama from Mask, has told me uh, that 
children get started on becoming alcoholics and addicted to other substances, starting with Purim. I cannot tell you how many people end up in the hospital. I cannot tell you tell you how many people lose their cars, lose their Le- cars legally, legally, legal reasons because the you know cops take it away from them. I cannot tell you how many accidents there are. It just goes on, and how many people get sick. It just goes on. Fall and on. down staircases. Fall down staircases. Break let break. You know all kinds of things. You really, you really, you know it's it it is a mitzvah, adaloyada. You know that you. Well, should, we'll call it a custom. Go ahead. A custom, right. okay. But I want you to know, I read, I did the Mishnah Brewer on this, yeah. and again, uh, you know, defer to your local rabbi. <laughs> but it is very clear, and it's not just, you know, it's okay. It's very clear that one of the ways to be yotze completely is to take a short nap. Mm. Completely. So have a little wine. I didn't realize I was doing a, a mitzvah nap. every Purim. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and someone said to me, Nachum, no, no, that's only the Evid. Can you help here? Well, <laughs> I'm in the middle of doing a mitzvah. It's only according to the Bidyevit. Right. And and I'll tell you the way I learned that it's not just the Bidyevit. It's one of the alternates of how to do it. Right. And again, check with your local rabbi. But, you know, it's also interesting. I was thinking about this on the way in. How everybody, you know, lauds, you know, the leadership of our communities, which they should, right. the great Rabbanim, right? And when it and and you know they want to be just like them, they can't get there yet because they're not, you know, they can't learn as much and they can't be as not careful. Not on that level. Not on level. But when it comes to Purim, <laughs> oh, then they want to be from. But you want to know something? You want to be from? Take a look at those leaders. They're not getting fall down drunk. That's right. Be just like them, 100%. None of, none of them are. None of them are getting fooled out. Believe me. You no. want to be like them? They're, is it that they're drinking wine at their, their, at their suda. Exactly. And they're getting a little high, and they're getting a little happy, and they're getting a little out the you know, but go go follow them for this. Call a cavo to you if you do that. Now, you over the years, yeah. I mean, we're doing this 30 years, so yeah. you over the years have been very outspoken about describing to people, especially the younger people, right. what the experience is like. Not that you know firsthand, wink, wink, but you could describe to a 15, 16, 17, 21, 25-year-old man and woman these days right. what it's like to be in the state that you're referring to. <laughs> and but, it is the one of the most unpleasant. I mean, you want to die. You basically would rather die right. than go through that the headache and the vomiting oh, and the stomach, and you'd rather literally just, you know, end it, so to speak. Right, right. You want to you want to expound on that? Well, at all? I'm, I'm going to expound on that, but I want to hit a, f- a couple of points sure. that are, are, you know, very very important. Okay. First of all, the point of equivalency, which I just stated, which right. was, you know, people think that if you do light wines or if you do sugary wines or you know, it's all kinds of different wines. Those are the wines and everybody has different opinions on this. Those are the wines that get you sick. The answer is equivalency is equivalency, meaning the amount of alcohol that you consume is the amount of alcohol you consume. If you have a five percent alcohol and you're drinking two glasses, it's the equivalent of drinking one of a twelve percent alcohol approximately. Right. Right. If you have one shot of whiskey, it's the equivalent of drinking one glass of twelve percent wine, etc., etc., etc. Don't think that just because you're going to drink only one shot and that's it, that that's going to be in you know that that's fine because the rest of it's going to be all wine. It's equivalency. That's number one. Number two, underage means eighteen. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Twenty one and under. Right. Underage drinking earlier is than illegal. your twenty first birthday. Right is illegal. Right. 
And anybody who, first of all, for yourself, you're not allowed to do it right. if you're under 21. Right. But anybody who gives facilitates. A, tw- a facilitates a someone under 21 is doing something illegal. And not only are they doing something illegal, they can be held accountable for whatever happens to that person or whatever that person does to anyone else. God that forbid. includes. Go ahead. Hosts that you're walking around to different houses on Purim and they encourage you to take a drink at the age of 20, 19, 18, or whatever it is, they, as you just said, could be held responsible for exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. Number three. And people in shul. And people in shul. I have to tell you, you know, uh, many years ago, uh, Rahama from Mask, and anybody who needs this as a, as a resource, please call Mask. The numbers are all over the place. Um, mothers and fathers aligned to save kids. Uh, but I want to tell you, many years ago, she asked me, uh, my wife was doing intake. You know, she's working mm-hmm. in the office there. And she said to me, Jay, it's Erev Purim. Do me a favor. Can you put these flyers out in the various shuls in the neighborhood? This is 20 years ago, okay? So I went, I'm not going to tell you the first shul, whatever the name of the shul it was. It was in Brooklyn. It was in Brooklyn. And I went to the first shul and I spoke to, I, I said, is the rabbi here? He said, yeah, the rabbi's here. Rabbi, do you mind if I put these mask flyers out? And he goes, oh, mask, fantastic idea, wonderful program. But you know what? It's not, it's not really pertinent to our shul. Not no gaya. Not no gaya to our shul. Okay, so, but you know, so you could put it out, but it, definitely people should know about it. Put it out, put it out. I went to the next shul, and this went on and on. And you know what? I went to back to Rahama and I said to Rahama, you know, this is what I'm hearing. She said, Jay, that shul, that's the worst shul, the first one. The second one that you went to, that's the like the third worst, you know, and so on and so forth. I'm telling you, it's happening everywhere, and sadly, it's worse than ever. And so we have to be so careful. So that's that's second. Right. Third, no mixing. People saying, you know, if I don't mix, if I only drink one, I'm fine. Again, it's equivalency. It doesn't matter what you drink. You know, it's true that sugary uh, sugary um, drinks can actually make it worse because it, it caused the fermentation in your own system to get worse. But that could be a glass of Coke right. with your wine, you know? It's not just because the wine is sugary, okay? So sugary, not sugary, it's the alcohol content. Driving. Don't oh, drink and drive. Let me tell you something. Two glasses of wine within less than an hour, I'm sorry, within two hours, it, you're already over the limit. Two glasses? You're two way hours? over the limit. Yeah, you're over the limit. And definitely, even when, you know, legally, and I, you know, I, I had this discussion with my wife all the time, and she's not happy with me very often. But even if you're under the limit, it does change your ability to react quickly, et cetera, et cetera, if there should be, you know, be um, defensive driving. So when not- people walk into the perm suda and say, I will have nothing because I'm driving, they are really doing the right They're thing. They're doing the right thing. Even one glass. They're doing the right thing. And if you're going to have a glass, wait an hour before and you, re- you drive and, again. And you are sure. Even one glass. And you are sure that two glasses of wine in, within that time span would put you over the limit. Absolutely. Wow. And, there, you know, by the way, there's a very uh, there's a very simple thing. There's a BAC calculator you can Google. Anybody can Google it. Blood alcohol content cal- calculator. Uh, oh, and it'll tell you how many glasses. And yeah, and it'll tell you how many glasses. Wow. Okay. Um, Okay, so so you were talking about you're talking about earlier about um, the horrible experience, right. and uh, you know it is no fun, ladies and gentlemen out there of all ages. <laughs> and Nachum loves when I, I love when this. I when I say <laughs> because this. everyone no one can yell at me about it because it's just so appropriate. <laughs> 
it, it is no fun leaning over the curb, vomiting your guts out, or worse, I remember as a child, you know, putting my head out the window in a van full of guys, no girls at the time, full of guys, One, I hope the guy who was driving was sober, but frankly, I'm not sure in those days, but putting my head out the window and vomit spewing all, I mean, gosh, and the amount of pain Literally, the amount of pain that's in your head is, you know, then and the next morning you just from, want it to end. From, from dehydration and from retching oh. and all that is horrible. Now, and, you've changed your your um, your monologue on this a drop, I noticed. Because <laughs> in the old days, you would not say vomiting your guts out. You would actually say puking your puking guts out. Puking your guts so, out. So I'm wondering, have you altered your presentation a drop or, or you, you, you change off year after Maybe year? Maybe my eight o'clock are listening. I don't know. <laughs> But I do. I, I said this earlier in the um, in the broadcast in the in this talk, and I want to tell the story. Yeah, I'm tell a story. Um, and I think this is a an important message, not for fathers alone, or mothers these days, or but also for rebbies and leaders and anybody who runs a seder. Uh, uh, you know, a perm perm Oh, it was over twenty years ago. I don't think I've ever told the story online. You'll you'll remember if I did. It was over 20 years ago it was because it was before, I believe, we moved to Elizabeth, the wonderful community in Elizabeth, and there's still some wonderful houses available for anybody. <laughs> anyway. Jay's now a trial, a be, real estate. Before we moved to Elizabeth, I overdid it. I was married, kids. Some of them were very impressionable. All, all, you know, those that were, were learning all about Purim, and Adeloyada and all this kind of stuff, and they wore their hats and they wore their crowns and they wore and they had their staffs and you know it was a great we're having a great time, and Daddy overdid it, and Daddy ended up what they call uh, uh, driving the porcelain <laughs> the porcelain car, you know, <laughs> literally head over the toilet, vomiting his guts out. And one of my children, and if I get the permission, I just thought about this, telling the story on the way over, but if I get permission for next year, I'll tell you which one it was. One of my children went over to my... Well, is that significant, which one it was? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. It it is because because it makes it more real, that's all. Your child goes ahead. You know, my child goes ahead and goes to my wife and says, Mommy, if this is Purim, I don't want it. Wow. If this is what Purim is about... I don't want Purim anymore in this house. And I want strong to tell you, statement. I want to tell you it cured me. Wow. I have not overdone it since, but I think the message is not just for me. If you're a Rebbe, if you're a Rebbe and you're, you know, even if it's one kid, even if it's one kid and it's not just one, and one kid sees you or anybody in the room really sick and really you know, out of it and not doing the right thing and not saying the right thing, even if they're not puking their guts out, not saying the right thing, that's what you're influencing him. That's what you're telling him Purim is about. If you're a balabas, if you're, a, you know, the head of a household and you have non-religious people coming in and they're loving it because they're seeing the children dressed up and the wonderful food and the wife involved and everybody's happy, but one person is off the deep end, and they look at that and they're influenced poorly, it's your fault. Don't forget that. So I, I urge everybody 
to take the lesson that I learned to heart and to incorporate it into your own homes and your own lives. Phenomenal. I, I can't add anything to that. Just phenomenal. I am sure that you, your family, and the entire, entire Royal Wine Kedem family wishes everyone listening worldwide a safe, proper, and respectable holiday of Purim. Amen. Amen. That's all they want. <laughs> yeah, and don't forget to buy all your wine for Pesach because, uh, you know, I still got to pay tuitions for somebody. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, really. You're going to be hit with some bill, huh? <laughs> yeah, sure, somewhere, somewhere. I'm going to get more bills than ever. Thank God. Thank God. Do you think that once Purim is over, people, in fact, do accelerate immediately in terms of buying their wine and stuff for Pesach? An awful lot, an awful lot of, of the wine buying for Pesach will take place today. Even though it's oh, Purim specials, yeah, Purim specials, right? And and keep an eye out for that. So there's a heads up. But yes, after Purim, I think they'll wait a day or so, till, right. you know, till things calm down a little bit. But right. I think most of the sales uh, will go on for another week or two. It's going to be a great Pesach this year. It's all Chalamite, right? right? Which is nice. It's all Chalamite, which right. so people can really enjoy their stay wherever they are, whether it be at home or away or in Florida or in California at Regal Retreats. Or, or Israel. Or Israel. Ugh, I wish I was. Um, but, yeah, uh, and drink responsibly. Be careful. Jay, you did well this morning. Thank you. That was a great, great story, and I hope one that really pierced everybody because this terrible terrible disease that we as a community have of overdoing it in this area is so if you think about it in the context of our parents and grandparents they would look upon it with such terrible disdain Mm. and who wants to disappoint them after all i thank you jay ladies and gentlemen he and the entire royal wine kedem family wish you and all of us a happy freilich and purim he's the one the only the global most influential <laughs> Jewish kosher wine summel year on the entire planet. <laughs> the one and only Jay Buckspam. <laughs> Happy Purim, everybody. Happy Purim from JM in the AM. <laughs> <laughs>